My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Wednesday the 17th of May. I'm Zara. I'm Sam. If you take a look at the current top 50 Aria music charts, there's basically no Australian singles included on the list. And that's not a one-off. Something is happening in the Aussie music industry and it's fair to say that it's not good news for rising stars. So what's actually going on and is there hope it'll get any better for the Australian music industry? I'm going to chat to Aria's Annabelle Hurd in the deep dive, but first, Sam, the headlines. The federal government is investigating if any Australians were affected by the fire that ripped through a hostel in Wellington, New Zealand yesterday. The fire killed at least six people and injured many others and is being treated as suspicious. The University of Melbourne has maintained its spot as the best university in the country. That's according to the Centre for World University Rankings. It came in as 57th in the global rankings and was joined by UCID as the only other Australian university in the top 100. Harvard, MIT and Stanford, all in the US, made up the top three global universities. Media company Vice filed for bankruptcy in the US this week. Vice will continue normal operations following the bankruptcy filing, which is expected to result in a $225 million sale, that's US dollars, to a group of lenders. Speculation of Vice's collapse has been mounting in recent weeks following mass layoffs of staff and the shutting of Vice World News. And the good news for your Wednesday morning, cancer survival rates among young Aussies has hit an all-time high. The latest data from the Australian Institute of Health and Welfare found that 90% of those diagnosed with cancer aged 15 to 24 were still alive five years after the initial diagnosis. The most dramatic increase was in blood cancers, which had improved from 64% in the 80s to 91% in the most recent reporting period. If you turn on the radio or look at what's trending in the music world, chances are you're going to hear music by global superstars like Harry Styles, Beyonce or Ed Sheeran. But what about Aussie artists? Why are they not being recognised on things like Australian music charts? And what impact has TikTok had on all of this? Well, I was curious about the answers to these questions, so I put it to Annabelle Hurd. She's the CEO of ARIA, which is the Australian Recording Industry Association. You might know of ARIA because of its annual awards night, but on every other day of the year, it acts as an advocate for the music industry here in Australia. Here is my chat with Annabelle. Annabelle, thanks for joining us on The Daily Oz. Before I jumped onto this call, I was looking up the ARIA Top 50 Singles chart and found that this week it includes two Aussie songs, one of which is actually a song from 2013. Is this a one-off or is it becoming a trend that we're seeing fewer and fewer Aussie songs on an Aussie chart? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly a bit of an alarming situation at the moment. The charts this year have not been great for Australian artists. There's no denying that. You know, there's a range of reasons why we think that is happening. And one of them is that there is so much listening to catalogue and older music at the moment. So, you know, the resurgence of a song from 2013 
is not unusual at the moment. Is that because of TikTok? It's TikTok sometimes or it's a big TV show or a big ad or something. Those one-off events are really driving streaming and listening and that's what's pushing this older music back into the charts. And so why then are we not seeing Aussie songs there, even older Aussie songs? What's the reason behind that? We are now competing with so much music. You know, the stat is that 100,000 songs are added to Spotify every day. Now, I'm sure a lot of those are not tracks that many people are going to be listening to, but even if it's 10,000 that are competitive, how on earth do Australian tracks stand out in that crowd? People are telling me that 80% of new music discovery is of old music. So in other words, kids who are discovering new music, um, 80% of that is actually catalogue music and only 20% is, 20 is new and in that is the latest Taylor Swift, Harry, Beyonce, you know. So how do we find our audience when we're competing against that much music? I think COVID has had a bit of a delayed impact on recorded music and streaming for Aussie artists because we basically had two, nearly three years of no, even domestic touring. Like most countries, you you were still able to tour domestically, but here our borders were closed, so there was no touring, no promo. And those are so such important opportunities and platforms for artists to connect with new audiences, and it just didn't happen. Yeah, it's a bit of a worry. It is a worry, and it's also a huge shame when we have so much homegrown talent that just aren't, you know, getting their moment in the spotlight. Another issue we hear a lot about is this perpetual underfunding of the arts, and, of course, we had the federal budget uh, handed down last week, and there was money allocated to Music Australia, which I saw that ARIA welcomed. We have also had the federal arts policy that was announced earlier this year. How do you think that investment in the arts is tracking? Do you see that? as part of the problem or part of the solution? What do you feel about it? Look, unlike the screen industry in this country, music has never really asked for much funding. You know, it's been pretty successful business. We've done really well locally. We've done really well overseas. But things have changed. It's as much about looking for funding investment as it is for just like a body within government whose job is to put a plan together to get this industry back to the level of commercial success that it has been at in the past. We advocated very heavily over a couple of years with our industry colleagues to create Music Australia, but as soon as that body comes together, it has to get in a room, get the best heads together and just say, what are we going to do about this crisis of Australian listening that we have at the moment? Where are we going to invest? Because I don't think there are obvious answers there's no one thing that's going to fix the issue. It's complex. So there's, you know, touring, promoters, artists, managers, recorded side. We need to get in a room and say, okay, what is happening and how do we address it? I mean, it sounds like there's a lot to address and there could be a lot of different answers, as you've said, and many minds have to come together for that. But in your eyes, what do you think the priority here is? Like wh what is step one here? I think step one is looking at opportunities for our artists both locally and overseas. You know, the cost of everything at the moment is having a huge impact on our artists' ability to get overseas and find audiences there. And we know that if you have success overseas, it often means that you're going to have success locally. And we've got some huge artists having big success overseas, like Flume, Rufus, um, DMAs have been in the UK charts recently. So supporting that export, given airfares and given the cost of touring at the moment, is a really big number one priority. And then I think it's about... What do we do about discoverability? Where are people listening to music right now? Where are they finding music right now? 
and how do we support that? And then I do think, you know, there's an element of touring. Are we doing everything we can to make sure that touring is viable? It is definitely working really well at a certain level. So people are buying tickets for big events, for huge artists, but there's a level where people I think are still a little bit nervous. Ticket buying is really late, which is very difficult for promoters. You mentioned their discoverability and, of course, the first thing that comes to mind there is TikTok. And I know personally that I have discovered a lot of new artists um, through TikTok, but admittedly I, I can't say many of them would be Australian. Do you see a future where TikTok actually helps the cause there and that that discoverability element is actually helping the industry? Look, I mean, we've had some issues with TikTok recently because they decided to choose Australia as a test market to turn off the access to um, music for certain users and for certain artists. We'll see how that pans out. They clearly are a very, very important path to discovery now, especially for that sort of 16 to 25 demo. So we can't ignore TikTok. I mean, music is incredibly important to that platform. TikTok wouldn't be TikTok without music. I think we need to sort out some issues about how much they value music, but it is really important. Most listening to music is now through streaming. Getting on a playlist is a game changer, really, in terms of getting into the local charts, but also getting into the global charts. Yeah, and I mean, it's even the same with podcasting now that you you have to be included in charts in order for anyone to find you. Um, so I feel that. I think I want to end on perhaps an optimistic note. Um, it depends on what your answer is here, actually. But I'm curious to know whether you're hopeful that the industry can, in the future, continue to nurture and to support new Australian talent in months and years to come? I am definitely 100% hopeful. You know, I spend a lot of time talking to, to artists and to music people and, as you said before, the talent is there. If we had a problem with talent, yeah, maybe then we've got a bit of an issue. We don't. We've got the talent. We just need to get them to the audience. You know, things like the ARA Awards are really important to do that. It's a hugely important showcase night for Aussie music. There are some really great green shoots. You know, there's some artists having cool success. Peach, obviously, was number one album the other week. There's a song called Mrs. Hollywood by artist called Gojo, which has gone viral and doing some really exciting things. Um, we've got some cool new releases coming later this year. and We just need to rebuild, I think. There's a lot of optimism. I'm certainly very optimistic. What do you think our listeners can do to support their favourite kind of local Aussie performers, artists, so on? You can definitely make a bit of an effort to sort of discover more music on streaming. So streaming their music, going and seeing them. Like they're really good. It's really fun. Buy merch. Merch is super cool at the moment. There's so much that people are doing. Those are three things that you can definitely do straight away. Love it. Thanks so much for your time, Annabelle. Pleasure. Thanks for joining us on The Daily Oz. If you learned something from today's episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so there's a TDA episode waiting for you every weekday morning. We'll be back again tomorrow, but until then, have a fab day.